When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome to the Starcaster Remarks Studios. I'm Ryan, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is AGR number 21 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Final score tonight, 3-2. to two. Dallas Stars get the win. This is their sixth win in a row. That is so nice to say. Seventh win in a row at home, and seven of eight overall. I don't think we've been able to say something like that for a very long time, even from the team that went to uh, the Stanley Cup final. But anyways, guys, please make sure that you use the promo code THPN. The next time you go and use their app, that gives uh, you a special little offer from them, lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. Uh, We'd really appreciate that. But at this time, we're going to bring in other super fans of the Dial Stars podcast, Chris and James. Hey guys, how are y'all doing tonight? GG boys, Stars win again, six in a row. <laughs> Let's go! I appreciate you, you letting me. Do it. Yeah, I, I did. I wasn't sure. If, I guess we have to start. Do we need to start calling it GG now? Yes, it's GG boys. Follow through. Okay, GG boys. Follow through. Hashtag. Wait, do GG we have boys. to say the boys or just GG? Boys. 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 Boys or boys? Boys, B-O-I-Z. Boys. Yeah, I can't boys. say that. Boys. GG, Sorry. boys, stars win. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, anyways, uh, I mean, lots of things to talk about in tonight's game. Um, uh, we, we could go off on just any kind of random tangent here, but um, looking at this game, what is your biggest takeaway coming out of this game for you, positive or negative? Fighting through adversity. I mean, the whole – the the. The, five, the first five games that we won in this streak wasn't much adversity. I mean, we talked about it the first five games. We hadn't been behind. We, we hadn't lost the lead. We had been tied, but we hadn't been behind. This game, after the first two minutes, which somehow we score again in the first two minutes, <laughs> whatever, but we got punched in the face, both literally and figuratively, by the Columbus Blue Jackets. They played a great road opening period and a great start to the second period, too. And just the answer from the Stars right after that goal from Texier was great. It was just spot on, perfect response. It's crazy how we didn't score sooner than we did in the second period. But we got him anyway. And th- and that's my biggest takeaway. Responding when we had adversity and just big come behind win by the Stars. Great, great game by them. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like this was the hardest the team played against us to try to win a game. Cause, cause, like we've been saying, they they hadn't been behind for a very long time. This is the first game that bad. Five games. Behind. 
yep, five <laughs> games. And it, it's great to see them be able to come back in it. Uh, Chris, I love your point. That was that would have been my takeaway for this game as well. Just the fact that, it, I mean, like you said, we we had been you know in in and ahead of every single game over the past you know two weeks. I, it feels like, and Probably. it just felt and it just felt like with this game tonight, even though we did get punched in the face, like you said, it just the fact that they were able to respond in a in a way that is positive when they went down two to one. It I, I I had just had this feeling in my stomach that, you know, it's going to be fine. It, 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 and I hadn't felt like that before November 10th. Pre-November yeah. 10th, there were times when we go down like, oh, crud, we're not coming back in this game. But ever since we've been on this winning streak, I've loved uh, the way that the Stars have played. And if that game right there doesn't tell you that the Stars are playing their best hockey right now, I don't know what what does. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't even I wasn't even confident that we were going to come back. I mean, after that that goal in the beginning of the second period, I was like, man, they're on us. But just the response just right. And it was immediately after that goal, too. Just the response was just great. I was very confident after I saw the response when we were pushing in the second period. I, I, I felt like we were coming back. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out uh, for a couple of things. Um, first off, uh, we all know what happened uh, last time the Stars played the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and I made a whole video about it uh, when there was a really bad comment that was made from a Stars fan about uh, Matisse no, Kiplinik's no, towards... No, a, a person wearing a Stars jersey. Okay, true, yes. A person wearing Not a Stars, a Stars jersey. Fan. Not a Stars fan. And I even said that. I should I should know my own words. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyways, a Stars, a Stars person wearing a Stars jersey... Uh, you know, made a comment. We're not quite sure what the comment was. I'm not going to say it here. I think I know what it was. But anyways, um, Julie Broderick on uh, Twitter actually went out and, you know, decided to try and show the Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender some love. We thought he was going to get the start tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, but hopefully he saw all the uh, the signs of, you know, love for him for the fact from actual stars fans understanding that like what happened there was not right at all and i mean there was tons of love uh for elvis merceleekins tonight and we you could see all the signs especially during warm-up yep i mean obviously that guy sucks we don't like him so i'm glad we responded in the right way at least the people who were who were at the game did right um and i also want to give a huge shout out to uh the Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender Tarasov. Oh yeah. I mean, getting getting thrown into a situation like that where you you I mean you wake I mean exactly how Daryl Razor Ray put it. You wake up as the Cleveland Monsters starting goaltender, and you know in the you know later in the morning you're like, hey, you're gonna go play in Columbus in the NHL and make your uh, NHL debut and make it against a team that's really hot right now. Yeah. Here you go. Here's the net. <laughs> so, huge shout out to him and the game that he played. What did y'all think about his play? I mean, he was pretty good. We should have scored way more. I mean, yeah. it's obvious from his save percentage. He has a 919 save percentage and led in three goals and lost the game. So, I, th- I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he was he was very good, especially once I realized. I didn't even realize at first that he, he wasn't even one of their starting goaltenders. That, he, that they just brought him up, and he played outstanding for not having even played for the team before. Yeah, he, he's very similar to Ottinger in the fact that he's just a big body, and he positions himself in the in the right way and stops a lot of pucks that way. And it, 
I, I feel like th- that is such an easy way to play goalie in the NHL is just be large and stand in the right spot. So I did, I, it shouldn't have been too much of a shock for him, and it wasn't. He played great. And unfortunately, we know nothing about being big, right? We're all like, well, y'all are both taller than me, but I'm still only 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? I'm huge. Yeah. Chris is pretty Shut big. up, you guys. Y'all are both under 6 foot. We're all under 6'2", I'm 6'2", six six right, James? <laughs> yeah. 6'2". Okay. These people uh, don't know any better. So. And, yeah, and uh, you know, one other thing before we get into the uh, the goal summary for the game. I, I think Columbus is starting to become one of my favorite teams. You know, the, the more that I've watched hockey, I've watched a ton of hockey uh, over the since we started this podcast, not just the stars, but just across. It seems like every night I'm watching some sort of game. And I have found myself watching the Columbus Blue Jackets more and more. And I love the fact that this team in particular, the Blue Jackets, you know, they, they've lost Seth Jones. They lost all these players. They lost Bogorovsky a couple years ago. They lost Artemi Panarin a couple years ago. And, you know, everyone was putting them in the dumpster of the of the Eastern Conference in their, in their division. I think they're in the Metro Division. I'm not quite sure whatever division they're in. Uh, but they still have a winning record. And that's despite, you know, all the people they've lost and, you know, no one believing in this team and everything like that. So, uh, I loved watching them play tonight. And e- even though we were uh, the first period, <laughs> yeah, right, true. Uh, but uh, even though we were, we played well tonight. I I still think Columbus deserves deserves some credit tonight. They played great. So, uh, I might be watching some more Columbus Blue Jackets games yeah. uh, here around the corner. I mean, they play good, but we're just a better hockey team, and we responded really well to the game plan that they put forward, and we completely reversed it on them. We played their game plan, and we beat them just with a Jamie Benn. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, too. Jamie had an awesome game. Yeah, well, let's just go ahead and do that now since you went ahead and brought it up. Uh, Jamie Benn got the hat trick of hits tonight. All three of his <laughs> hits were huge. We haven't seen that Jamie Benn in quite a while. And I, I think with the style of play, like you mentioned, Chris, that uh, Columbus plays, that brought out the best of Jamie Benn in that particular uh, facade, that asset that he has of, you know, banging the body like he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't appear on the score sheet at all, except on the on the on the penalty column, of course. But he had a huge impact in this game, just turning the tide. Like you said, the big hits, the great defensive plays. He had good offensive chances too. I mean, Rad's had so many chances from Ben that should have been buried. Goodness, but yeah, he made a big impact on the on the game, even though he didn't end up on the score sheet. And yeah, it's, uh, it's always fun to just watch Ben go out and just hit whoever he wants, and <laughs> it, it, it's so it's, much fun to watch. It's fun to watch. <laughs> it is. And I will say, I think that his penalty was a little unfortunate, too. Uh, I, he, yeah, he obviously yeah. wasn't doing that on purpose. And it just so happened that Bjorkstrand turned at the exact wrong moment. And he, you know, yeah. it, I mean, it was a penalty. It, it, it was, was a big a penalty. penalty, yeah. But, but, you know, it was just unfortunate the way that it happened out. So, um, but anyway, Jamie Benn has been playing well as of late. Um, and you, just to throw the, the face-off numbers that this guy is out right now, it's insane. That's the thing he's, he's a, been most consistent on, too. Consistently, like, at least in the 65s every single game. I haven't seen him below 65 yet. What to, and today he's, in, he's at 71.4%. That's he took crazy. 14 yeah. draws and won 10 of them. That is That's absolutely insane. Yeah. insane. And, you know, just having possession of the puck when you, when you have that – is just so important. 
to you know controlling the game and and then in the end winning the game. Yeah, and the proof is at the very end of the game too. They get the two seconds left with the penalty, and I know Michael Raffle comes in and, and wins it yeah. somehow. But that just shows you how important faceoffs can be, like especially on stuff like that on penalty kills when you're starting on power plays not having to do his own entry just win the face off you're already in the zone stuff like that it's just huge yeah all right well let's go ahead and get into the goal summary tonight guys um so starting again the minutemen do it again right i yes. I, I guess is it minutemen or are we going are we going uh, with pavs and it's, sons it's minutemen no, for the first the minute of the game no it's <laughs> the minutemen the minutemen is such a cool name i'm calling them the minutemen <laughs> I think so, too. Um, I, I think it was Brian Ray. He put the, a little thing up on Twitter and said, hey, who should we call the, the hints line? And the one that actually won was Pavs, Pavelski and Sons, which I get. No. But I like Minutemen better, just especially lately. So and if we, I rem- we, we get the weird stat from that one. So right, it's, the uh, weird flex, like you said, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird flex. We are the first team in NHL history to score in the first 75 seconds of four consecutive games. That's a very like that's specific a stat. No, that's not specific at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every team wants that. That's the most sought-after oh statistic in hockey. So, anyways, uh, after that goal, it's scored by actually Jason Robertson. Didn't even say who scored it. Uh, Robertson gets his sixth of the year from Hockenpah and Pavelski. Pavelski continues his uh, point streak. I believe he's at five games or something no, like that. No. I, 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 whatever oh, no. it is, but I do know at this point it was eight points in four games, so that's it, insane. And then, and then Hockenpah actually has started to get it going, and you know that's one yeah, guy well, we haven't talked a ton about, but offensively he's showing up on the score sheet, and with Klingberg out tonight, he had to step up, and tonight he did. And that was the ticket right there. Klingberg was gone, so Hockenpah played with Suter, and then... Voila, offense. I mean, not, not too hard of a formula there, but yeah, he played a great game. Probably his probably his best offensive game that he's played for the Stars so far. I thought he was really good. I thought he had some struggles, like James was saying, in the first period. But yeah. I mean, defensively, but the whole team was too. So, yeah. but offensively, he was great all game long. Go ahead, James. So, so it it really felt like in the defensive end that defensive pair looked really bad. It looked like Hockenpah and Suter just did not work very well together for me. And I think they were actually out for both goals scored against tonight, if Check I remember it. that correctly. <laughs> I, I know they were at least out for one of them. But it just felt like they weren't connecting defensively, but definitely their offense was still was still there. It, it was it was at least one of them, because uh, Hockenpah ended with a, a plus one on the night, and he has two assists. So, uh, I, so unless he unless Hockenpah <laughs> was out for all three goals, then uh, he he was at least out for one, maybe two. So uh, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. But uh, hopefully, I mean, I thought it was an okay no. game for him. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Both of those guys were on the ice for all goals against and all goals for. <laughs> <laughs> so those are just the goal guys, I guess. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. That, weird That's statistic so weird. of the night. It's so weird. <laughs> that, that, that's one of many weird statistics on the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love the weird flex though. That I sh- we should have made that a hashtag <laughs> and put that hashtag yeah. weird hashtag flex. flex. Okay. Anyways, uh, you know the period goes on. About five minutes later, um, they are in the offensive zone. Shot is blocked. Boone Jenner takes it. Goes on a breakaway. I, I mean. 
it was, there's nothing you could do about that. I mean, that was a fantastic play by him, defensively and offensively. And you know, Ottinger, there was nothing he could do on that play. He was fully stretched out, the whole six foot five frame. And uh, Boone Jenner puts it away, backhand, and uh, kind of slides it in, and it's tied one to one. There is something you can do about it. You cannot shoot the puck right into the guy's shin pads when you're on the blue line. That was not a great play by Garyanov. But, yeah, it was a great individual effort after he blocked the original shot. Yeah, and even it's cra- crazy because he even fought off Gurry on the back check, too. Gurry even yeah. got around, got a little bit of stick on him, but not, not enough to stop him from scoring that. It's cr- crazy yeah. play. Yeah, strong play on the puck. Really, really good. It was a real scrappy goal on a halfway breakaway, kind of. It was really, really nice play. And then, you know, honestly, after that, the uh, the Stars didn't play all that great. Uh, the rest no, of the they first, sucked. <laughs> the rest of the first period was most definitely dominated by uh, Columbus for the most part. The Stars played good enough to uh, end the period one-to-one, uh, but there probably should have been some of those chances that should have gone in the back of the net uh, for the Columbus mm. Blue Jackets. We for the Blue Jackets, we deserve to be down uh, after that first period that we a- after that goal, I should say. The first five minutes, it was pr- it was pretty good, but after that goal was scored, it kind of woke up the Blue Jackets and they're like, "Hey, we can take this game." But nonetheless, we did not break. Uh, wh- what did y'all think about the rest of the play in the first period from the Stars or the Blue Jackets? Yeah, it was really good. I thought more so than anything, the Blue Jackets were just great on the forecheck. Just throwing the body around, making a lot of noise. I love the way they play. I love the way they play. We so know, Ryan. To watch. Go, make, go start go start a <laughs> Columbus Blues Blue Jackets podcast. Uh, you're going to be by yourself. but Because there's no Blue, Columbus Blue Jacket fans. But anyway. I think you say the same about the Stars. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Florida. 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 <laughs> not, not this year you can't. Okay. They're still. I don't. I don't get it. They still can't get anybody to come into and watch the games. But whatever. That's another topic. Go they ahead, live Chris. nowhere. Anyway, yeah, the stars were terrible. The Blue Jackets' forecheck was great the entire first period, um, making a lot of big hits, really making it hard for us to get out of our own zone. And I felt like it was more them causing turnovers and getting takeaways than it was the stars uh, giving more giveaways. I thought they were just playing really well on the forecheck, and we just figured them out and matched their intensity. Uh, after their goal in the second period. So the first period, I give all credit to the Blue Jackets there. And uh, so, like we said, the the first period ends in a 1-1 duel uh, between the two teams. It was a very it was a fun period to watch. Uh, I, I still didn't think the Stars played their best game, but they came out in the second period, and they played much better until <laughs> in the first two minutes, uh, Alexander Texier, uh, gets his seventh of the year from Gavrikov and Boquist. So two defensemen get the assist on the goal there. And r- really, there was nothing super special about that play in particular. It, it was just, you know, he was, Ottinger was screened, and, you know, the Texier kind of shot made the shot through one of our defensemen's legs, and it kind of makes its way into the net. It was a wicked shot too, though. You got to give him some credit. It was, yes, it was I, nice. I should. I'm not taking anything away from his shot. It was a great shot, but it. I mean, it, it was nothing. Yeah, not a great play. You would, <laughs> not a great play. It was just kind of like, you know, he took he did his business. He took care and got the got the shot he needed. So, um, but uh, it continues on. Um, well, after that yeah. goal, the Sorry, stars. Yeah, go ahead. Stars' response is great. They start throwing the body around more. They match Columbus's intensity. 
They're getting the puck out of our zone much easier. The big thing was Columbus was really flying up the boards on their forecheck. We were our defensive guy was passing it around to the other defensemen. Then he was taking the spot in the center of the ice where the free ice was because Columbus was giving that to us. So he takes the place in the middle of the ice. So we swing it up the boards out to the middle and we're out into the neutral zone. Easy peasy. And once we figured that out, I mean, we were flying and it was proven in that second period. We had so many shots on goal. Uh, how, how many was it? Oh man, it's not pulled up. How many, how many shots on goal we have that period, James? 19. How many did they have? They had six. <laughs> yeah. So it completely flipped from first period. Exactly. It was a complete flip in both directions. So the Stars had a great start in the first period, terrible rest of the first period. Uh, the Blue Jackets had a great start to the second period, terrible rest of the second period, except the Stars amplified that second period. And, man, they could have scored four goals in that second period. It was a great, great response by the Stars. And so the Stars do, and that was a good response by the Stars. So the Stars continue it. They don't get it right away. It takes a little while. Uh, however... Tyler Sagan, finally, finally, he is on the score sheet again. It's been a while, but he gets his sixth of the year from Foxa and Hockenpah. Who, Hockenpah gets his second assist of the game. And, uh, I mean, you go to the net, you get a goal, right? Yeah. I mean, that, it was a greasy goal, but, you know, Sagan really needs something like this yeah. to get going. And yeah. it's good to see him on the score sheet. Yeah. It feels like Sagan can't score with his stick. He can only score with his knee and his chest. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently that's how he's scoring goals. Roussel goals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and honestly, that was kind of like finally when we just stopped. We we were like line changing after their first goal. Even we we had been switching the bottom three lines, just trying to figure out which one happens, and it 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 worked somehow. I don't know how it worked. That's it. That's all. I got. Yeah. Yeah, and Hockenpah, that was a great play by Hockenpah. He had it on, he had it on, high up on the sideboards, uh, kind of on the top of the circle. He see, he saw Sagan come in. He just kind of flings it at him. Doesn't even try and hit hit the tape. He's just like, get it to the net, give it a chance. Great goal. Hey, and we'll take it. Uh, that and that completely destroyed the momentum for the Columbus Blue Jackets too, because they'd been able to keep us at bay up to that point, even though, you know, we had had a good majority of the scoring chances in that second period. Yeah, keep us at bay, but man, we were running downhill at that point. It was a matter of time. And uh, Tyler Sagan did that for us, so thank goodness he did. Uh, I guess you could call this a minute men goal. Can you call this a minute men sure. goal? Because it's I'll right. take it. Sure, it right. It was right out the other goal. Right, That's right. Kind of similar. Right, we'll take it. Right. <laughs> okay, so about fifty seconds later, fifty seconds later, Jason Robertson gets his second of the game, seventh of the year, from Ryan Suter and. Who else but Joe Pavelski, who gets his ninth point in four games at the age of 37. That is just so stupid. Which brings and, up the second weird flex of the night. He's okay. the He's the oldest, I think, let me get this right. Okay, he's the first player 37 years or older to record four straight multi-point games since March 2004. Also right. not specific. Not specific at all. <laughs> no. Right, and very the, general statistic there. The last guy to do that actually was, uh, I think it was, I, I, I'm trying to remember the at the bottom of the graphic there. I think it was Cliff Ronning, right? Cliff Ronning when he played for New York Islanders, I think is what it was. Yes. So that's I, I mean that's that's good company to be in, right? Cliff Cliff Ronning is a was a great player back in the in the '90s and early 2000s. So, uh, but anyway, let, let's talk about how 
how excited Jason Robertson was. Uh, that was that was every, so much fun to watch. Every time, every, time. <laughs> every time he scores a goal, you need to just watch his face. He doesn't celebrate with his entire body the way Rads does, but his face just lights up. He looks like the happiest person in the entire world every time he scores. Well, it always feels like he wants to score every time. Even when he's passing it, it's like it, it feels like sometimes he doesn't want to give it away. He just wants to throw it on that himself. And right now, he shouldn't give it away. He should shoot everything he gets. So... <laughs> Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point's been scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If you score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> right, so that gives the Stars the 3-2 uh, the lead. And it looks completely different going into the second intermission with that one goal lead. Because for a while, I honestly thought that uh, they were going to shut the door on us and they were going to take a 2-1 lead to the, uh, to the second intermission and we were going to have to fight back. But completely flips. We jump on the Minutemen's uh, momentum there. And, I mean, that was the second period. Uh, it, it was a great period for the Stars. It was just a matter of time before something kind of exploded out of the dam. Uh, Tarasov was, I wouldn't say he was like standing on his head, but he was making a lot of good, solid saves. And, you know, again... He was keeping him in it, yeah. Right. And, and I, I just felt like, uh, you know how Steve Dangle always talks about the, the Leafs curse and every time there seems to be something in favor of the Leafs, the Leafs lose the game or whatever. It, it just felt like, you know, oh, well, they don't have both their goaltenders playing there's a, a rookie in there it's his first nhl game and we're on a six game winning streak of course yeah. we're or a five game winning streak and of course we're gonna lose this game that's well, what that, it kind of felt like for some for that was the biggest storyline amongst stars fans going into this game was like man we can't wait to see the Vesna caliber performance from tarasov which always happens whenever we play a team's not starter somehow so yeah Hey, but normally it's the backup, right? He's not yeah. the backup. He's the third string. So we're well, we yeah. were good, I guess. We yeah, this guy's not that. even on the team. <laughs> he didn't even make the team. And he still had a 920 save percentage against us. <laughs> Again, uh, <laughs> shout, shout, out, shout out to him. Great, great game by him. But anyways, we get into the third period. Third period. I don't know how you guys felt about the third period. There's no goals to talk about here, obviously. But uh, what did y'all think about the Stars play in the third period? Good, this bad, indifferent? This was the best third period we played in our entire win streak. I mean, agreed, hundred percent, hundred percent. We kept the pressure on. We stayed in the offensive zone. We were looking for, 
we were we were looking for goals still. We weren't looking to spend time in the offensive zone and put pressure off our goalie. We were looking to score, and we almost did multiple times, and we honestly should have scored at least one. And, man, Tarasov was great and kept him in it the whole game. But, honestly, the Blue Jackets don't even really get a good chance in the third period. I think uh, scoring – yeah, they had two scoring chances in the third period, according to natural stat trick. So – the Stars kept the offensive pressure on and locked it down in the defensive zone at the same time, proving that you don't just have to turtle. You can be aggressive and turtle at the same time. And it worked great. It was a great third period. Uh, James, what did you think about the uh, about the third period there? Was it fantastic? Was it good? What would you think? Uh, I liked it. Um, I disagree with you all saying that it was the best out of it i think the best one still Boo. goes to the oh get out of here that was awesome Boo. but uh yeah it was a really solid solid third period um probably the worst thing that you could take away from it was that our power play looked like garbage yeah that <laughs> but, sucked but that's true uh, yeah. apart, apart I'll, I'll from that, that it it was a it was a very solid third period all right, so uh, just to give you guys some stats for the night, and then we'll talk about a couple more things if y'all want to. Uh, shots on goal for the Stars tonight, 37-22. to 22. That seems to be a, a, a stat that's kind of going back and forth for the Stars, which is okay because at the beginning of the year, we were always on the, uh, on the, on the rough side of that, you know, always having less shots on goal than the other team. Uh, face-off percentage, we talked about this multiple times, 60, 60.4% compared to Columbus's 39.6. That needs to stay there in order for us to continue the win streak. Uh, we just mentioned it, power play, 0 for 1 for the Stars, 0 for 2 for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, hits were huge in tonight's game, very physical game, 24 to 19 in favor of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, but, that made this game super fun to watch. Right. I mean, it, it didn't feel like a regular season game. It felt like coming down to the wire – trying to get into a playoff spot game it was great loved it um block shots 19 to 7 in favor of the columbus blue jackets so that's a little bit of a different they didn't have the puck which (laughs) well and normally that's a stat that we lead in in most games not not by a ton but we can't well we can't block shots if they're not shooting yeah (laughs) that does help that's true The, the crazy thing was i'm pretty sure like half of those were in the first period too so i i don't I don't know how that happens, but it maybe they just like didn't block as <laughs> they just didn't block as many of the rest of the game. But it, it was weird to see that. And then uh, let's let's talk about the breakdown in shots between the periods. We very briefly mentioned the second period, but shots on goal per period eleven to six in favor of Columbus, nineteen to six in favor of the Stars in the sick in the second, excuse me, and then twelve to five in favor of the Stars in the third period. So. You you can most of the time use shots on goal as a metric to see how the game was going if you didn't watch the game. Uh, that game against uh, the Oilers, or whatever game we got completely outshot in. I can't remember. Last game. Was it the last game? Okay, against <laughs> yeah. the Hurricanes. It was like 40 to 22 or something like that. That was the only game I would say you, you would actually have to watch the game and, and realize that it was actually a really good game by the Stars. But... Uh, you know, generally the the shots on goal and who gets more shots in in that period kind of lines up with which team was better in that period. Columbus in the first, Stars in the second and third. Yeah, I'm still convinced we got away with one in Carolina, but for the most part, I'll agree with you. And I'm bringing in a new stat from Natural Stat Trick. We talked about how we should talk about the 
scoring chances for. Yep. Well, natural stat trick has those, and I like how they do it. I I, pr- I agree with them for most of the time, and you know how much I like things that agree with me. So, <laughs> Chris scoring is chances always for, right. You always so, find a stat that fits you. That is why I have a <laughs> podcast, Ryan. Of course, I'm always right. Right. Okay. So scoring chances, eight to nine in favor of Columbus in the first period, fifteen to seven in the second period in favor of Dallas, Holy and crap. eleven to two in favor of Dallas in the final period. Holy crap! So, this the Stars had chances in the third period and locked them down as well. So really good. All right, uh, let's get to some of these uh, comments here tonight because there's a lot of good comments uh, over here in the uh, the stuff. There's some on YouTube, some on Facebook. Well, let's take a look at YouTube first. Uh, Ardell, Haskinen, Lindell, and Hawk and Paul with big minutes tonight. So uh, no big surprise about Haskinen and Lindell. Uh, Haskinen has qu- very quietly been playing well, not getting the goals that he did you know, more at the beginning, but we don't need him to right now. But he's still getting on the, the score sheet for the most part with assists. Uh, Lindell is always doing his thing. He's playing great defensively. It's why he gets paid big money. It's because how solid he is defensively. And then we did mention Hawkenpaw, and, you know, he. I guess he, he I mean, James kind of says it was kind of a mixed bag uh, with Hawkenpaw, but, uh, you know, regardless, all, all three guys played decent tonight. Yeah. yeah. Miro Haskinen's time on ice was 28-52. Essa Lindell plays more than half the game 30 minutes and 28 seconds holy smokes we want our clinger back please (laughs) (laughs) we do not need lindell playing that many minutes for multiple games in a row and i think he's gonna very much enjoy this three-day rest (laughs) yeah um i think hawk and paw having more minutes tonight is partially because Klingberg's out like I'm sure that's a big part of it but in in the Mainly. in the past three games I've really liked how Hawkenplot is played actually he's played very he has played much he's, better he's played very solid in the last couple of games yep I I agree I agree he's been he's been better and especially towards the beginning of the year when we were kind of high and mighty on him just big you know six five finished defenseman coming in and he didn't really show up at first, and now he's starting to show up a little bit. So uh, it's good to see him uh, doing better. It's a big in hits. The, yeah, especially the big hits, and, and especially back in the defensive zone. Um, Brandon saying Otter was great tonight. I'm going to have um, to disagree. I'm... I thought he was terrible. His save percentage was 909. That is awful. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's got to play better. We're not going to win seven straight with the save percentage like that. That's terrible. Now – I, that's sarcasm. I don't. I, I would. I wouldn't say he was. He was like great. Like we. Like we forced him to be great tonight. But he was very he was, solid. He was like he always is. And that's exactly first, what we need. In the first period, he was great. He kept us in it in the first period when we needed it too. So I thought in the first period he was great. He just didn't have to be great in the second or third because he didn't have much, much challenge. What? How many shots did he face? Like. 12 uh, yeah, 11 11 he faced 11 in the in the last two periods and he faced exactly that many in the first period so all right uh brandon again saying mickey mouse goals are still goals uh I, i'm that's the same yeah that's probably what he's talking about there but you know really yeah it, uh, that's right who cares sagan's on the score sheet and that's what we need him and you know that's exactly what happened to rope hints rope hints you know got a, a greasy goal and then now look at what the heck he's doing yeah. and uh, how that whole line is doing. So if, ho- hopefully if, that gets Sagan going. 
if I may point out something with hints, if no. hints had started had started <laughs> on the goal pace that he is now, he would be up with Connor McDavid and Alexander Ovechkin on the year. If he started oh, with the goal pace he is now. And remember, he started the season injured, which is a large reason of why that happened, probably. And, okay, so let me ask you about this, because I thought about this. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about how to get Sagan going and everything, and we saw a little bit of this uh, as the game progressed, and we mentioned it already with the bottom three lines kind of getting put in the blender a little bit, because uh, it, it really is just the top line doing most of the offense for us, as we saw again tonight. Um who who do you put with Sagan to get him going? Do do you put maybe put him on the wing and maybe give him less responsibility? So maybe throw him with Ben no. and then put somebody else. But my my thing is is that it, yeah he got a goal tonight, but it, it's still not with the players that you want him playing with, right? I mean Foxa is not a guy that you want him playing with on a regular basis. You want him playing with somebody who's gonna kind of push him offensively. So who would you who would you put him? At? I mean, maybe I'm I'm just thinking too much about this, and I should just be glad that we won the game. But I'd really like to see Sagan going more. Who would you put Sagan with? Who should he be with? I'd like to see him with Gurionov, um, because we saw after the little line scramble in the second, it was kind of a uh, it was Ben Rads and I think Raffle or no, it was Peterson. It was Ben Rads and Peterson. I think that's a good line combo. And I think if we just get Sagan with Gurionov and whoever, like I literally don't care, I think that'd be a much better a much better line at getting some offense going. And like we talked about in the in our pregame, for us to be a great team, that third line's gonna have to get some consistent scoring too. So if we can figure out a way to get those two guys going on the same line too, I think would be more helpful. That'll extend this win streak and make us a better team for later goals. No pun intended. <laughs> um, okay. How about this? How about, uh, him, Sagan and Peterson. What about those three guys? Gary on off Peterson Sagan. What do you think of that line combo? I like Peterson with Ben looks really good. I have no idea why. I just think Peterson looks more comfortable with Ben. So, I want I want him to say. Well, the only reason why I say that is we've seen some uh, some flashes of you know that kind of puck moving from Peterson. There was that one uh, from the last game where it looked like he was gonna you know get a take a shot after a really good dangle in front of uh, the uh, offensive goal. But you know may, maybe I'm I'm thinking too much about this. But I'd really like to see uh, Sagan going on this. Um, Brandon actually says Sagan, Gary, and Glenn Denning. I like Glenn Denning, but it, I just don't. We need somebody who can play top six minutes, and Glenn Denning is not that guy, in in my opinion. And I think that Peterson would be a well, it's better, not top six minutes. I mean, he, he we're really, talking about a third line here. That's what it is. I know, but it, it, well, who's that second line? Is that the bin line then? Yeah. Yeah. See, I was, playing better. <laughs> I was thinking that the bin line was the, the third line because they play a bunch of, you know, a bunch of defensive hockey against the other team's top lines. So maybe well, – They're playing better I mean, and getting cares? more chances. It, I, so. I mean, you know, Monster Minos, more or less, whatever you want to take. But it, yeah. we just need I'd a third line Glenn... that works better, I guess is yeah. what I should say. I'd rather not have Glenn Dinning on that line just because I like him being on the checking line with Foxa and 
whoever, Kivy, Ruffle, don't care. Just because it confirms you're going to win a face-off. Like, oh no, <laughs> right. Boxa got kicked out. Here comes Glenn Denning. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't matter. So that's, that's why I like having them on the same line together. And it makes them both not play as much five-on-five. Five. That way they're more ready for penalty kill, which is where they really shine. Um, let's go ahead and bring in the power play real quick too, because we, you know, as brilliant as the power play has been, uh, for the stars this season, I believe we're still top five. Uh, but we haven't been getting a ton of opportunities on the power play, and I, tonight is another example of that. We got the one. That's that's because the officiating is so inconsistent. Like, oh, don't one open night that. there'll be six, yeah, don't open that back over. One night there's gonna be six calls, and they're all gonna be ticky tacky, and then we're gonna have a night like tonight where you literally have to put someone's face into the dasher to get a call like what is going on it, the officiating sucks like i and i'd be fine if it was just like all the officials like did the same thing but they're all different like it, it's like we're in the baseball where like every umpire has a different strike zone like there's no there's no different set of rules it's the rules right so let me uh, okay so i, I want to go on that side tangent because that because that's a really good point you bring up chris uh I encourage you to go and watch uh, the hockey guy on YouTube. He just literally did, in the past couple of days, a video about all of this stuff. And he kind of was looking at it and said, is it really the ref's fault, or do you look at the league and say it's the league's fault? And he was pointing all fingers straight at the league and the fact that they should just call the rule book. So if there's 20 penalties in the game, so be it. If, the, if there's a bunch of penalties in the game. If there's only two or three, then then just call those two or three. But just stick to the rule book and let every ref stick to the rule book so that there's a consistent flat line of what that should be. So uh, yeah. and that's the issue. There's there's no there's no line of what it should be. There's no should be. It's just whatever the refs decide. So and I don't think that's a good way to run a whole league. So well, and unfortunately, we see that in all sorts of leagues, right? I mean. We, we see pass interference. So it seems like refs have different ways of interpreting that in the NFL. In the MLB, there's different strike zones. I, I mean... Well, I I feel like the NHL is generally good at this, and that's why it's more annoying because... I, I, dis- like, I disagree with that. Sorry. Really? They're just not Bet- consistent. It's better than other sports leagues. We haven't had to create whole rules just because officials suck. So, I mean, we, we have reviews for majors now, and that was because of one situation... And like and it wasn't even that big of a side. deal. Like, and I shut up, James. Put poking holes in my logic. Put poking <laughs> holes in my logic. The goes out of the, but out wait, of the Chris day. is not on a like, podcast. I, I just feel, <laughs> I just feel like other sports is just so much worse. That's why I like watching hockey more too, because I feel like the players can overcome refs being idiots. So, <laughs> and it's harder to do in other leagues. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. If you get pass interference on every pass in the NFL, like there's nothing you can do. You're just going to lose. Okay. Well, side tangent before we close out tonight, because I think we've talked about just about everything. How about them Cowboys? They won tonight. So they beat the New Orleans Saints. That's great. That's what we're side tangenting about. And then, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. The Texas Rangers. How about them, man? Over. Half yeah, a billion dollars, happy. man. Half a billion dollars into uh, into the team. I do not understand how baseball works. Like no salary cap, decides, man. It's, no salary cap. Yeah, yeah, but with the no salary cap, who just decides like, okay, this year we're gonna spend all the money, 
And <laughs> the last year we're going to trade Gallo because we don't want to pay him. Like, who decides that? And why? Maybe they, It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they just tanked and wanted to make some money this year so that they could have a better team this year. Because, I mean, you could do that in the MLB, right? There's no there's no salary cap. So the, so the I, big I market guess. teams can spend, you know, $200 million if they wanted to, which the, the, cow, the Cowboys, the Rangers may end up doing. But, you know, whatever. But, like, why don't they just spend that much money every year? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's true. Okay. Again, I had that question answered. So, okay. So, it, good things are happening around uh, the Metroplex, at least right now, uh, locally. So, um, anything else we need to talk about, guys? Anything you all want to mention that's whatever? Doesn't even have to be sports related. With the Stars. Miss Klingberg. Yeah. But with the Stars win tonight, we jumped to third in the division. We jumped Finally Colorado and Nashville. Woo! GG, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Start and end with GG. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, that's going to be it for us tonight. Uh, thank you guys for listening, whether you're listening live or you're listening on the podcast side the next morning. We really appreciate it. Uh, once again, please make sure that you use the uh, promo code THPN next time you go and use the DraftKings app. We really appreciate it. Next game is Monday, so you're not going to see us again until Monday. So enjoy your weekend. Uh, go out and do Christmas stuff. Uh, the Me and the family, we're going to go out and do uh, breakfast with Santa at Chick-fil-A on Saturday morning, so that's going to be fun. Um, anyways, uh, the home game is going to be against the Coyotes at 730, so this is another trap game. We got to make sure we win this game. We can't lose this one. Must win. That would suck to lose the winning streak on the team against like the Coyotes. So, anyway, along with uh, Christian, along with James, I am Ryan. Make sure you guys follow us on all our social media accounts, including the uh, podcast stuff. You can see James at James the Bomb O Two, Chris at Chris Cham Two B, me at Stars Boy Twelve, and Starcastic R on Twitter, Instagram all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the things. All the stuff. Snapbook and all that. So, anyways, guys, uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic and wonderful evening slash morning. GG, boys.